Wanting to understand marketing better? You're in the right place. Welcome to Marketing Mind with your host, Andrew Allen. Hello and welcome to Marketing Mind episode 7. I am your host, Andrew Allen, and today I'm joined by Matthew Williams. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Good to have you on. So, as you know, we're going three questions in one take. So, first question, what's been your biggest win this year so far? Yeah, I think my uh, biggest win so far this year is uh, with one of our uh, longest standing clients mm-hmm. um, and, you know, a bit on the, the sort of higher scale, but mm. we've been running with them for, you know, a good strategy for, for quite a while now. And um, as, as they've been going along, they're also on with uh, SEO and, and Facebook with us. So, sure. um, me doing Google Ads, um, been sort of tailing that to their needs and um, as, as we're going through at, at this sort of point, Google Ads is sort of need to, to shift, become uh, a, bit diff- a bit of a different tool for them. Okay. Um, previously, we were running, uh, you know, quite a good uh, strategy for um, their different services, using best practices that Google outlines and really utilizing the, the auto-bidding features that, uh, you know, Google is really pushing pushing ahead with and we're getting some really great results from that and some really great consistency month on month and, and also growth. Uh, coming up uh, recently, we're they're shifting a little bit of focus towards SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, they also wanted to use AdWords uh, as, as more of a, I guess, a tap feature where they could um, dial this up or dial this back uh, quite easily um, to, to, to suit, uh, I guess, their, their books, whether they're becoming mm-hmm. um, quite full or maybe they'll, they'll need to, to scale up as you know, their, their work was sort of freeing up. Mm. Um, now, being on the, the order bidding strategies, um, it's really good when these are, I guess, run un- untouched and um, especially when you're when you're considering budgets um, and, and sort of daily spend, that they, they, they do sort of run um, a lot better when when you don't necessarily affect them too frequently, um, mm. which which had been the case up up until sort of now. Um, so so moving forward, we, we sort of considered it and sat down um, to, to to look at what what was happening and what what needed to be done to, to I guess suit the client's needs, and we've actually sort of reverted back to a, a manual bidding process, which. Uh, actually allows us to, I guess, control the bids, and control the budgets, and fluctuate mm. them up and down according to the to the client's needs. Um, and you know, we've actually found some really good success in, in doing this, as uh, not not only fitting to, to the new process uh, of what Google Ads is for them, mm-hmm. uh, but we've been able to adapt that to uh, you know still reflect the the good results that we're getting, and you know, and a bit more. We've actually seen that you know mm. an, an increase from there. Uh, being able to push certain areas that are uh, the jobs that are worth a bit more to them, and just giving us um, a little bit more control in in the situation that I guess that we were faced with. Yeah, sure. Okay, so what platform did they first start with? Uh, they did come on uh, with all three platforms. Um, maybe not so much in the SEO space. I think mm-hmm. they were they were definitely had Google Ads running was probably their, definitely their main channel when they started, mm-hmm. and they were doing sort of. Uh, I guess a bit of organic Facebook on on mm-hmm. their side, and maybe a little bit of SEO. Um, so Google Ads was definitely their their main um, source mm-hmm. of of advertising, and you know com- coming to us initially, um, it was you know quite quite a big account, but we we still saw the uh, the, the classic issues that a lot of accounts that um, you know come to us face in in terms of. Um, maybe an incorrect structure that isn't mm-hmm. quite getting their targeting right and also you know, quite a lot of wasted spend. Um, so going, going forward, I guess, from, from the start, that was 
our main focus in, in you bringing that up to best practice and aligning with the, the categories that they want to uh, focus on for the business. Um, and yeah, as, as I said before, as they've, I guess, progressed here and they've, they've started the, the, the other marketing channels, they've definitely become a lot more dominant, especially the SEO mm. space. Um, and, you know, we're, we're sort of transitioning some of, some of that, that Google ad spend over to the SEO space now while, while trying to maintain those same results and, I mm -hmm. guess, maybe utilize it in a, in a bit of a different way. Okay. So, just to kind of recap that, mm -hmm. essentially, the Google ads used to be a really key part of their marketing strategy while they built up their social and their SEO in the background. Definitely. That, and building up social, getting, I guess, more of a community going, more like actual followers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't think it was too, too intensive. Obviously, mm -hmm. a, a bit of organic trope, but, uh, you know, coming on, they started to run some paid ads and, yeah, mm -hmm. I guess, develop that community um, mm -hmm. around their, their, their Facebook and, um, you know, they're starting to see leads actually come, come through that as well. Um, and, yeah, obviously, as SEO was starting to get built, mm -hmm. uh, a really good factor for that is still pushing uh, good daily traffic through. Mm -hmm. um, so as ads doesn't necessarily directly affect the SEO, um, it can indirectly affect it by mm. um, pushing that daily traffic. So, um, yeah, sustaining ads and ma making sure that was still running while these other two platforms got up and running was um, yeah. definitely key in that process. Yeah, okay. So, so now social and SEO are more able to kind of stand on their own. They're more uh, mature platforms for them. They're, they know that they're going to get leads out of it. Uh, absolutely. And I think, I think that's the you know, a, a really good point for if any business should be looking to, to get to is that uh, you know, your organic ch channels should be, um, you know, should always be putting in time for those to, to get those to, to a point where they can stand on their own and, uh, you know, hopefully, especially in, in the in the SO case, you would like, like to be tra uh, pushing a lot more traffic and, and leads through that. Obviously, it's not being, not as a, uh, you know, paid service. Um, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, using the Google Ads side as a, as a tool to, to push new products or push products mm. of, of focus for that month uh, yep. or, or services. Yep. So now it's just a, a boost where needed. Yeah, exactly. And um, this particular client is, is quite uh, uh, affected by the weather. Um, so it, it's a really good tool to, to maybe scale it back um, at certain times. And then, um, you know, when, when, the, when the time calls for it, we can, you know, quite easily, uh, you know, scale up to, to where it's needed and push those particular areas. Um, and, and why that's good for the strategy that we're focused is that I guess the, the turnaround time um, from putting in more budget or I guess reducing budget has has a, a lot less of an effect on the, on the campaigns mm. over, over running the, the automated strategies where uh, if you made a drastic change to the budgets and uh, you'd see it go into, I guess, a learning period. Um, and that was often happening where we would, uh, you know, be told to scale up or scale down and we'd go into this learning period for, for you know, a certain amount of days. And the, I guess the delay in, in, in which we needed those, I guess, ads to be performing was probably a little bit too long. Yeah. And that was probably one of the biggest factors in, in um, transitioning towards this, you know, back towards this manual bidding strategy. Um, mm. I guess kind of against the grain of sort of where Google Ads is heading. Um, yep. In this particular case, it's, yep. you know, working quite well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so appropriate for that particular business. So you said they're weather dependent. Is that like seasonal or um, more? It, it can be. It, it's a, it's a roofing company, so obviously when right, uh, okay. storms are coming in, yeah. um, you know the the weekend following or the days following, mm. there can be you know a bit of damage or maybe some uh, you know some problems occurring. Mm. So they historically they always know that um, after a big storm, mm. they can they can feel they they know that the calls going to be in there and the, mm -hmm. the people inquiring are, are going to be out there looking. Yeah. Um, so it was it was very crucial that we could 
yeah, scale up and scale scale down as, as per their sort of um, feedback and their, mm. I guess, knowledge of when that was going to happen. Yeah, okay. So it's, it's rel relatively short notice about the weather impact. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, get the weather forecast in. Uh, yep. it, it was key that we could make those changes quickly mm -hmm. and for that to then reflect quickly in the account um, mm -hmm. and then transition that way. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so uh, let's move on to your smallest but still satisfying win. Okay, smallest but still satisfying. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, again, on a, I guess a similar wave, wavelength, um, going maybe against the grain of our um, usual structure of accounts. Uh, mm -hmm. We had a, a quite a typical case of someone coming on board um, with you know, a lot of wasted spend. Uh, they're running some express campaigns and you know, a lot of broad match keywords and um, didn't have conversion tracking. So uh, it, it was a quite cut and dry approach as to, to what needed to be done to bring it up to best practice and to you know, really hone in and, and focus their targeting. Um, in this particular case, the, the client was in their, I guess, quiet season, so they didn't necessarily have the, quite the marketing spend to, to allocate towards it. Um, so we were sort of working with a limited budget and um, you know, obviously going through big changes in the account, we had to um, uh, you know, adapt quite quickly. We, 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 after applying our um, you know, usual process to that, we, you know, we saw some, some results. The, the search traffic started to, to clean up and you could see some um, you know, re relevant search terms and, and that flowing through. Uh, the issue that we found that is that the, the, the CBCs had uh, increased um, a, a fair amount going going towards our, our more targeted approach. Um, and w with the client sort of, I guess, maybe seeing this bit of a dip, it, it can be a little bit scary. Um, so I guess we, we came up with a strategy uh, that was to, I guess, use the strengths of what they were running previously, um, mixing in with what we, we know as, as a, a, a good approach to, I guess, start mm. this process in uh, directing good search traffic. So we um, obviously had a, a really strong account structure in, in that the, the, the ad group level down to the keyword level um, had really good ads. Uh, but we opted for using the the broad match keyword still, which traditionally um, we we try not to do. Yeah. Um, I think we we're, were quite lucky in the sense that it was quite a, a specific product. So mm -hmm. uh, we really focused on going with the broad match keywords as we could receive um, a bit more traffic coming through that way, and mm. also slightly cheaper CPCs. And we actually focused on building a really strong negative keyword list to, I guess, okay. help direct that yeah. traffic in a different way. Uh, we did have the benefit of having quite a good amount of um, past data mm. uh, within the account. So we could uh, obviously review the search terms that we were getting previously um, and, and go through that and start to uh, build up a strong negative list to, um, I guess, counteract the maybe er erratic behavior of broad match keywords that we, we usually see and is probably the reason why we steer clear of them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, by, I guess, using this method, uh, after a few weeks, we, we found that the the spend that I guess we had allocated was going a lot further than probably mm. our, our normal approach. So we could push a bit more extra traffic through um, on a daily basis, uh, as well as the, the actual searches coming through were, were quite good quality. Mm. Um, you know, coupled with the, the good account structure that we implemented, um, fixing up the location targeting and segmenting by different campaigns for different locations. Um, I think it, you know after a while we we, we found it was a, a quite a good balance between. I guess the, the approach that we usually take, and um, you know, helping to kind of satisfy mm. that client client's needs of pushing a, a decent amount of traffic through. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, I I think actually leads into what I think is a extraordinarily interesting topic, both for 
Google Ads for digital marketing and, and pretty much anything you look at, uh, which is a, a lot of the best things. Uh, like you could be talking about art, like movies and, and like mm -hmm. albums and everything that the, some of the best stuff out there really breaks the mold, breaks the kind of the rules of doing it. Yeah. But it, they don't just, they don't just accidentally do it. They, they don't just, they're not breaking the rules because they don't know the rules. They know the rules better than anyone else. So they know when they don't apply. Mm. I, I think that's something that definitely happens with both of your examples today. So like manual bidding, so really you know, the vast majority of accounts should be using automated bidding. If you're going to use manual, you should, you should have a, a very good reason for that. And the, the same, especially broad match keywords. It's a really surprising definitely. one. They do have a place, but as best practices, do you re what would you recommend the, the average person say? So if, if, they, if someone you, you're not really all that much about match types and how to decide which is best you know, for the specific scenario, what would you recommend they start with? I, I, would, I would definitely, um, yeah, I think broad match is, is definitely not a, a bad place to start. Okay. Um, if, if you're just aware of a, a very few key concepts, one of those mm. being the negative keywords, if, mm -hmm. um, yeah, like you said, the best practice is, is to obviously not, not sort of go with those and use mm. different match types. But if, if you're aware of a few concepts in, in terms of structuring an account, using ad groups to, to help break up and, and mm. divide your different topics so you can uh, get a good grasp on, I guess, the data coming in and what's going where, what's spending what. Um, and also, yeah, I think a, a really big uh, part of, of using broad match keywords is uh, frequently reviewing your the mm -hmm. searches coming in. So really being on top of this, uh, the search traffic and building that uh, mm -hmm. negative keyword list from the get-go. So sometimes it can be quite quick, sometimes it can take quite a while, but uh, we've, had, we've had a number of um, you know, clients here who it, it was necessary to go that approach, mm -hmm. and that's always been the way that we've dealt with it. And in this case, uh, we'll, I think we are quite lucky, and like I said, the, the product was quite specific. Uh, mm -hmm. We were able to use the past data to um, build that negative list quite easily. Um, in other cases, it's taken a little bit longer, mm -hmm. but we've always sort of gotten to a point where the broad match um, has been, I guess, controlled uh, quite effectively mm. by, by having a very strong negative keyword list. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it is a good, good place. Um, from there, you can then start to see um, trends in, in the mm -hmm. keywords coming through. And then you can just go in and maybe add some exact matches in if, if you have some uh, frequently recurring search terms that are providing some results for you. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you're uh, in a, in an industry or something, what the keywords that you're trying to advertise on, mm -hmm. there there's a level of kind of specificity in and of themselves. You might be okay starting with broad match as long as you're dedicated to checking the search results and, and adding in negatives. If you're not, I would be going, you know, exact match. That way, you can okay. be quite confident yeah, yeah. that you're only going to be paying for what you have selected. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know you can add in longer tail ones there and really start to break it out. Mm. Um, I think going both of the, you, you will sort of pay a little bit more cost per click. Mm -hmm. It's definitely something you should be aware of, but in saying that, you'll be able to control what's coming in a lot more effectively. Yeah. So for someone starting, yeah. I would say either one of those two extremes, okay. the broad match yeah. or the exact match. Yeah, okay. Um, start, start at the extremes yeah. and work, work in from there. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I think just you know, example of uh, an industry that you might you, know, you might actually prefer um, exact over over broad. We say um, a company that makes um, like robots for automation. 
like ma like manufacturing robots. That is that would be an example you might suggest exact. Yeah, look, it, it could work for really anyone. I think uh, the best way to get a grasp of it is obviously having data to, to make those decisions off. Mm -hmm. um, some people have uh, pre-existing data that you can obviously, uh, you know, make some educated sort of guesses and have mm -hmm. some direction with, which I think is definitely the, the key to how to, how to do that. Um, otherwise, yeah, using tools like the Keyword Planner uh, and, and there's some other tools out there that be able to give you some direction of, I guess, the traffic that's already out there. Mm. Um, and, and where you can sort of use those, use those tools. So the, the more we, we go into this topic, the more it's sounding to me like it's less about having best practice rules that everyone should, should start with and more about follow the data whichever way you go. Absolutely. I think best practice is uh, a really great place to start and will, will, I guess, save you starting on the wrong foot and mm -hmm. uh, you know getting a lot of waste to spend. We always find that's a really big issue with Google Ads is having a lot of wasted spend and not being targeted with your with your spend. Um, so it, it definitely has its place, and I would say for the majority of accounts it, it works. Mm -hmm. But um, as Google Ads evolve and it's becoming a much more flooded marketplace, you really have to look at those um, I guess against the grain strategies and, and looking mm -hmm. into different areas to, to to find your you know right target market or find those right searches coming through. Mm -hmm. Um, it's definitely the way that the, I think the industry is going and you're going to have to start looking uh, you know, further and further outside the box to, to find um, a, a tailored solution for, for that business that's sure. going to work. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, for broad match keywords, because you're recommending using those uh, with negative keywords as a big part of the strategy as well, are there any negative keywords that you would suggest just everyone start with? Um, I think research-based keywords are mm -hmm. maybe a good place to start. They definitely have their, their place uh, maybe down the line when you get into some sort of more tailored strategies. But uh, there's definitely some good resources out there of, of um, you know, bulk negative keywords lists. A simple Google, you'll find them. I've, I've got one that I, you know, chuck in all the time, mm -hmm. about 200. Um, you think of things like what, where, when, how, how does this work. Okay, yeah. Very simple things like this, um, informational, maybe a little too high in the, I guess, research funnel. Um, mm -hmm. They're probably not uh, so like your place to start. What, where, who, when, why, and do? I would say that'd yep. be, yeah, some, some really good ones. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, if, if obviously, you know, you're, you're selling a product, um, you know, you want to avoid terms like rent and, and hire. So mm. just, I guess, have a think of how someone's going to search your product mm -hmm. and maybe the type of people that you, you don't want coming in and, you know, you know adding a few of those yourself. Like mm. I said, if you do have a bit of past data on there, Definitely review that as, as back as, as far as you can go and, and mm -hmm. pick out anyone's uh, that, that sort of pop up. That will give you always always uh, some really good direction. Cool. Uh, but yeah, there, there's some yep. plenty of good resources out there on the web that will give you some 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 bulk negative keyword lists as a, as a bit of a starting point. Yeah, okay. I'd also like to add in a few more ideas for suggested negatives as well. So anything to do with careers, jobs, uh, internships, apprenticeships, Absolutely. Uh, courses, because there's a surprising number of those searches and even if you are looking for staff, maybe a, a job listing site would be yep. a better bet than you know, showing your ad to actually sell a product. You don't generally need to pay for it. I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, the other one is cheap and free. Cheap and free. Yeah. Especially because uh, even if you are very competitive on price, Someone who, when they go to Google to search for a product or service, the very first thing they put into Google is the word cheap. Their idea of cheap is probably not aligned with yours. Absolutely. Like they, they may mean something a lot closer to free. Cheap and competitive are two different things. Very much, yeah. very much. Um, okay, 
So moving on from there, we have one more question. And that is when you first start working with someone on their Google Ads account, what's the most common thing that you have to help them understand? Yeah, um, I, I did already uh, briefly touch on it, but I'll, I guess I'll give you a bit more information on that one. Uh, in my previous example was, um, I guess the drop of traffic when uh, you, you start to implement maybe best practices. So when you come mm. on with an agency like us, we, we commonly see um, a really big, uh, maybe, maybe drop, drop in traffic. You mm -hmm. can see in the ads account that the, all the graphs are trending uh, downwards, but there's yeah. always generally two that will be on the up. And I think that's always the key in, in going from maybe an express account to, to the full, full Google ads. Mm -hmm. Um, or yeah, like that, maybe the broad match, going, going to a more targeted approach. Mm. Um, and those two to look out for when you're seeing sort of everything drop is your click-through rate um, and also your impression share. Mm. So I think those are two really important ones that uh, show that you're now targeting the right type of people. Mm -hmm. um, your click-through rate obviously is, is going to be quite low when, when using things like Express mm -hmm. and, and broad match um, and is a really good indication of getting your ads to, to the right people um, okay. in saying that as well your your impression share it will be always be generally quite low can we get a definition for impression share as well? absolutely so your impression share is the I guess the, the, the total market so if 100% was the total market for mm -hmm. a particular keyword um, you know in your auction insights within Google Ads you'll be able to see a percentage base of how much of that market you're currently mm -hmm. capturing uh, Sort of historically, when you're running broad match keywords and express ads, mm -hmm. that will be a very low percentage just because you're opening yourself up to quite a, a large a portion of that market. Mm -hmm. When you start to get towards a more targeted approach, you'll see that impression share start to, to start to creep up, just because you're, I guess, putting these uh, parameters and, and controlling uh, exactly what you're showing for. So um, we often find that, yeah, we, we, we're getting across to the right amount of people. Mm. So those those two are. Uh, really good positive signs mm -hmm. uh, that you'll often see go up while everything else is mm -hmm. going down. And, you know, th things going down is, is never should be really a bad thing. Um, mm -hmm. Really good chance that there's going to be a lot of wasted spend. And like I said, mm -hmm. we, we constantly find that AdWords is a very big platform for, for wasted spend and your, your budget going to the wrong areas and reaching the wrong people. So uh, that dropping to then find those right people uh, you'll, you will start to see that mm. as, as you, uh, you know, go through the motions in employing sort of best practices. And um, mm. yeah, I, th I think don't, don't stress, it, it will start to improve and yeah. don't, don't be scared of the, the, the graphs going down. Yeah, so something I'm, I'm a, a really big fan of saying that definitely ties into that. Uh, so in terms of impression share, most campaigns out there are not showing to 100% of the audience. Uh, and, and often it would be quite an absurd amount that you have to pay to reach 100%. Absolutely. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of accounts spending decent money who only have 10% impression share. So to get to 100%, they've got to spend 10 times decent money. So uh, and if, if you do have a, an active Google Ads account, definitely encourage you to go check your impression share in the account. Uh, and if it's not 100%, and we're talking about getting to more relevant audiences, if, if you can't reach 100% of your audience, if you only reach 50%, make sure it's the best 50%. It's not, it's not important to reach everyone, it's important to make sure that the people you're reaching are the right people. No, I 100% I agree with you. Um, yeah, showing to the right people is absolutely key. You want to, yeah. it's all about getting your message to those right people and there's uh, a lot of different tools that, that mm -hmm. Google now has, you know, including audiences and uh, using, using the demographics from the account. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of different ways available and it, it's all about, uh, yeah, 
directing your your click to, to the right person yep. as, as much as possible. Yep. And yeah, I think getting a, a really good understanding of uh, where you currently sit uh, within your Russian Insights, so mm -hmm. how much impression share you currently have, um, yeah, will we'll give you an idea of, of um, I guess, how many people you're missing out on. Mm. And it's not necessarily a, a, a question of putting more budget into it, like you sort of said, it's um, maybe just transitioning the targeting to mm. uh, make sure you're, you're capturing the, the best part of that, you know, yeah, yeah. That, that audience. Yeah, so we're uh, seven, seven episodes deep into the series where I've been asking those three questions. And I've never given my answer to that third question, most common thing you have to help people understand. Uh, because my answer is so related to this, I think this might be a good, good time for me to give that answer. Uh, essentially, the, the most common thing I found that myself explaining to people and help, like, helping them understand is, uh, I get people say, well, I'll say, look, we don't want to advertise to these people anymore mm -hmm. uh, because unless you know we have a new strategy for them because they're not as valuable to you as these people over here that we're reaching in a different campaign or uh, it might even be you know, different uh, demographics, different age groups. And people will say, well, but they're, they're, still, they're still buying from me. And you know, it might be, I'm saying, don't buy these, don't uh, advertise to these people who you get a sale every hundred dollars you spend, advertise to these people where you get a sale every ten dollars. People say, well, I'm fine paying a hundred dollars. I make I make a thousand dollars every time I make a sale. What do I care about that ninety dollars? It's like I understand, but if that ninety dollars could have bought you nine more sales, that's what you want, right? Because that's that's ten instead of one. So it's not it's not so much about how much money gets wasted. It's about what value could be created to the business if it were better spent. Uh, so it's about breaking your audience down into different segments based on profitability. And there's two things that helps with. One is you advertise first to the most profitable audience and then second to the second most profitable audience and, and so on. So that the point where you run out of your know, marketing budget you want to spend, uh, you've spent the least for the most. Then the second advantage is that it also the ads that you're currently showing. So you've got, you probably don't have just one ad that you show to everyone, but let's keep it simple. So you have one ad you show to everyone. Is it that those people are right for your business or the advertising message is off for that segment? So when you segment people like that, you might find that your third most valuable segment, if you, because you're targeting them separately now, uh, try some different ad texts for them and different ways of targeting, different ways to, to basically different messaging for them, you might be able to better match that up with their needs and they could become your top value marketing segment. No, so that's... Really that's good stuff. Cool. I, I agree. I think, yeah, you, you touched on it really well. Um, uh, like you said, you probably don't have one ad going to everyone, but mm -hmm. in a lot of cases we do see one or two ads going, going to sort of your whole target market. I think one of the, the most important things you can do in a Google Ads account is break it down into different ad groups or mm. break it down into different campaigns um, and yeah, start assigning a different uh, part of your marketing budget to each one of those, um, mm. you know, segments and, you know, start to start to discover what's your uh, return on investment for each one mm. of those and, you know, how, how do you get that to, to, to a point to make that profitable um, and again, where, where should you be directing your budget to, to get the best return mm. uh, from each of those, yeah, really good yeah. stuff. Yeah, all right. So, I mean, just to provide uh, an example on that as well. So this is actually going to go into one of my 60 second advertising thoughts and artists that I'm filming straight after this, but might come out a while down the track because I'm very far ahead with those videos. Okay. Um, 
just in terms of making your advertising more relevant to different target audiences. So one, one example, if you, if you find that generally older demographics are less receptive to you, that might mean that they're not right for your brand. Might also mean that you just need to adapt your message to them. So you could have a, a you know, in all other ways, a duplicate campaign that shows to people who are just 55 or older or 65 or older. And then I think those are the cutoff points. 50, yeah, in Google ads, I think it's 55 to 64 and then 65 plus. Yeah. Um, and if you're, if you're happy to offer a senior's discount, then you could have your ad text that shows just the seniors, say seniors discount, 15% or 5% or whatever it is. Uh, and that messaging could make them a very, very powerful market segment for you. Definitely, definitely. So that's, yeah, that kind of stuff. Doesn't just, start, uh, just doesn't stop at ad text either. You can you yep. know, go further down the rabbit hole and look into dedicated landing pages and mm. uh, you know, really tailoring the whole uh, journey towards that particular segment of the market. So yeah, yeah you're yeah. on track there, Andrew. Yeah, if you're going to get very advanced into it, custom landing pages, perfect. Absolutely. So from there, that's actually all of our, all of our questions. Uh, I am asking, I think I've asked it of most other people I've had on here, but it is, I promise you the worst question that an interviewer can ask. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Anything that we haven't fully discussed yet? Uh, no, I think, you know, if, if anything uh, has resonated here, yep. if, um, if, if you're looking at your campaign and it, it is uh, one campaign with one ad group and all your keywords in it, uh, definitely reach out for some tips. Uh, and yeah, maybe even look up some videos, segment out your, uh, mm. segment out your campaign into ad groups. Uh, it's going to give you a lot more control over things, mm. and you know you're going to be able to evaluate it and, and move forward. And like I said, write some write some better ads for that. Yeah. Um, be able to evaluate it in a lot better way and, and start to you know be on your way to mm. getting a return from AdWords. So if anyone did want to reach out to you for some tips, what would be the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, you can uh, get in contact with us here at Yes Digital. My email, you can email me anytime, is matt, M-A-T-T, at yesdigital.com.au. Perfect. Uh, any, any phone number you prefer them to call on? Uh, it's 0736226444. Cool. Yeah, it's one of those ones where it's, it's hard to think of it, but as soon as you start it, it just rolls off. That's right. Yep. I don't have Perfect. the post note on my desk to look at. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, okay, and if you wanted to reach me, uh, Andrew at yesdigital.com.au or that same number and just ask to speak with me instead. Uh, all right, so thanks for joining me today, Matt. Thanks for having me, Andrew. I, I believe you've got a call in about 10 minutes, so I'll let you get on to that. Uh, if you're watching on a platform or listening on a platform that allows you to, to like, please, please do. Uh, if you loved it, subscribe. Uh, and also the best thing you can do to help this particular uh, podcast grow would be to give it a share absolutely anywhere. Always appreciate that. Uh, other than that, we'll catch you in the next episode. Hello, welcome to the audio only exclusive segment of this episode. We're going to be talking about how to properly segment your audience. Uh, we're going to use specifically Google ads as our example but it really does work across all forms of digital marketing where you get uh, demographic-based reporting um, and you, you will absolutely need conversion tracking set up for this to make any sort of sense. But we'll, we'll use Google Ad language uh, to talk about it and you really just adapt it over to other platforms. So uh, 
what you, what you want to do for all the general, we'll start with the general principle of this. Essentially, you want the most of your budget going to the parts of your audience, your overall target audience, that are the most cost effective for you to advertise to, bring you in the best return per dollar that you spend advertising to them. In an ideal world, you'd spend, uh, you'd reach 100% of your most cost effective people before you even spend a single cent on the next most profitable segment of people. The problem with that in practice is that if you only ever advertise to the most effective people that you identify straight away uh, and then try to move on to the next segment, how are you gonna know the next most effective segment? So what you need to do instead is dedicate most of your budget or a good, a good part of your budget to your really cost-effective areas of the campaign. So you set up the campaign, say by product, or you have your ad groups divided by different types of products um, with various ads per product category, or you might even have different keywords, per, so single keyword ad groups, uh, and, and structure the campaign that way, if we're talking about uh, search. Um, and then from, from there, you would look at what the most uh, powerful segments are and that can be based a little bit around uh, products so you the, you know people searching for this product are more valuable to you so you start advertising to them more but when we're talking about uh, segmenting based on demographics what we're looking for is you know say uh, when we're talking about let's use a clothing store for example we're talking about footwear and we find that uh, women are, are the most cost-effective people to advertise to or um, Young men are the most cost-effective people to advertise to. Let's stick with that. Young men are the most cost-effective people to advertise to for footwear. And then we have jackets, and we find that uh, middle-aged, um, gender doesn't really matter, but just middle-aged people are the more cost-effective people to advertise to. Uh, you'd want to start focusing on each of those. So what you might do is uh, make a separate campaign targeting specifically those demographics with a heavier focus on those type of products. Uh, but generally, generally that, that level of insight can take a little bit of time to get to. And you can go much deeper than that, but even getting there takes a little bit of time. Generally what you'll see first is, overall in my campaign, uh, young men are the more effective uh, group to advertise to. So then you'd create a separate campaign focusing on them but you find that within that campaign, it's the footwear that's really, really successful. So you, you'd, you'd start tweaking that campaign to make it even more successful by focusing on footwear. Uh, and then you'd, you might notice instead that, you know, with your other campaign, because you still had that running, although maybe with a lower budget, um, that your next most powerful audience was, um, what did I say, middle-aged people, gender doesn't matter. Uh, and and it might, might even, you might even find Sorry, let's, let's getting ahead of ourselves. We'll say you make a separate campaign for that. And when you do that, you find that different times of the day start to show up as being particularly powerful that, that maybe even differ from the general target audience in the campaign that's generic and not, not separated out into that demographic. So essentially, what you're doing there is you're directing more of your budget to the more effective parts of the campaign and then really drilling down into how to make that more and more effective. Um, but you're not taking away all of your essentially research budget. Um, ideally, your, your research budget will also be bringing in a return. Uh, I definitely recommend cutting budget completely to stuff that's just flat out not working. 
uh, unless you are going to drastically change your approach for those segments that just aren't working at all. But you don't want to, if something is working okay, maybe it's just breaking even, maybe it's making a bit of a return. Uh, still, I still definitely recommend actually spending some money on that uh, for the purpose of, of narrowing it down in future once you get a little bit more insight. Um, so that's, that, yeah, that's essentially how I look at targeting, sorry, uh, segmenting a target audience based on effectiveness from live data that's actually coming through. Uh, another advantage I don't think I really touched on is once you're segmented it that way, you can look at what's most effective for those individual uh, demographics in, in your messaging, as well as, I, I did say time of day, you might find that uh, older people are more likely to buy on, on mobiles or younger people are um, for your particular product. And it is something that really, stuff like that really does vary by demographic and by product. It's not, not universal either. Um, so that, yeah, uh, I think that covers the basics of it, the general, uh, I guess, guidelines. But there's, there are so many different ways that you can do this. Um, for, for particular companies, the most effective thing uh, is actually, or most, the most um, valuable demographic data is actually household income. Uh, for others, it's gender. For, for yet more, it's even just um, time of day. Uh, so guiding principles separate out a duplicate campaign targeting demographics to channel most of your budget to stuff that's more effective but still keep money on your research side of things. All right, thanks very much for listening. I will see you again in the next episode.